a listener production. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Broadsheet Melbourne Around Town. It's almost Christmas, which means we're once again looking back at all the great restaurants that open throughout the year. With me in the studio today, I have Broadsheet's national editor, Michael Harry. Hello. And Broadsheet's food and drink editor, Audrey Payne. Hey, Nick. So, to kick off, guys, why don't we talk about uh, Julie, Mm. because we were all there last week at the Broadsheet Christmas party. What do we love about Julie? We celebrate in style, obviously. (laughs) We do. We do. I mean, it's got to be the location for me is is such an amazing place to eat and to dine. And it's in the Abbotsford Convent. There's so much history there, but it's in this strange little annex that I've never seen before, although it was um, formerly... Lentil uh, as anything. I was going to say mental as anything. (laughs) Lentil as anything. Um, But it's a great space, right? Yeah, I think the space is super special. And also, I mean, the chefs there, Julianne, who the restaurant's named after and who used to be um, the head chef at Cam's Kiosk, and then Stephanie Liu, who is from Sydney and is the head chef there um, and has a really impressive international resume behind her i think the two of them there's definitely something special happening in the kitchen yeah for sure and the menu is really kind of uh, i've heard it described as like river cafe just like beautiful Mm. kind of seasonal produce um but kind of inventive twists and i think i've I've talked about um the octopus uh, pasta on the pod before which was just the most surprisingly delicious ragu of octopus very rich unctuous tomatoey with spaghettios little round hoops which Yum. was so fun and savory and, and delicious it's a really fun dish to eat yeah yeah <laughs> more spaghettios please yeah. in 24 and then from a very casual kind of breezy restaurant mm. let's go to the biggest uh grandest opening of the year which was ren and larue from the nomad group mm. um this was baller like you know what a kind of post-pandemic like statement of a restaurant like the again the room in a completely different way total knockout Everyone seems to have a story about that room, which was, they, they call it the cathedral room of the old Melbourne Stock Exchange. And I think ANZ might have had an office there, but everyone seems to have a story about their connection to, you know, I work next door to that room or I went to that room in the 70s or this or that. But yeah, it was derelict for a long time and then they've revived it and it's just amazing. It's like a church, being inside a church for sure. It's really exciting to see a new special occasion restaurant as well. I've noticed a lot of friends posting um, from dinners there around their birthdays and things. And I think it's just people really want to go there and celebrate and the room really calls for that as well. Mm, definitely. And the food is, you know, very complimentary to a big mm. celebration. There's a lot of fancy, expensive things. But um, I actually tried to go there and have like a, a bargain kind of evening or keep what the price down. Yeah. Well. What did um, you order? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can kind of keep it on the lower end just yeah. like getting one piece of beautiful steak, mm. some fries, some uh, salad and a couple of starters, a few anchovy-based things and, and kind of keep it to sort of, I don't nothing, know, 60, nothing from $70 that. a head. Nothing from from the seafood bar, though. Yeah, the seafood bar is pretty banging. But, you know, like, bring your wallet for sure. I want to try walk in and just get that Jersey milk soft serve with the olive oil on top. That's Mm. such a good way to end an evening. Oh, delicious. That's such an Audrey thing to do, just walk in and order dessert. (laughs) I'll try. I I don't know. Dessert first. (laughs) So from that end of the city, from Queen Street uh, down to Little Burke Street and kind of near Parliament House is Cafe Neon. This is the pop-up that's going to turn permanent from uh, serial restaurateur Con Christopoulos and his business partner, 
Stavros Konos. Michael, you absolutely love this joint. I feel like I, I can't stop talking <laughs> about this place. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's exactly what I needed this year. It opened in winter as this like warm hug of a joint, very classic Greek food, you know, from your kind of slow-cooked lamb, um, delicious taramasalata, hunks of crusty bread, um, little fried meatballs, amazing. Um, yeah, and, and it just feels sort of pleasingly improvised. But um, yeah, it's going to turn permanent. I think uh, next winter it's going to open in a new location. So give them a six-month break and they'll be back. So it's like we get a whole new restaurant. I love that. It's like you get the first iteration, you get to try it, fall in love with that, and then you get the second one and hopefully fall in love with that too. I yeah. feel stressed I need to get there before they close <laughs> at the end of the year. I think you've got like two weeks. I know. Yeah. Plan it out. Yeah. But I think for me, it was a perfect foil and counterpoint to these, you know, big fancy restaurants like uh, like Rain and LaRue, like Vue de Monde. Um, you sometimes just want something really um, simple and um, yeah, it delivered. That was one you love. Let's talk about one that I loved and still love, which is Alta Trattoria in the back streets of um, Fitzroy, just off Brunswick Street. So that's a new Trattoria that's kind of influenced by Piedmont. Um, I think it's just, it's got that real touch of professionalism. Mm. As soon as I, I walked in there, I was like, wow, I'm in the hands of professionals. And they've got the, you know, the um, napkins slung over mm-hmm. their shoulders and they're so relaxed on the floor. They just know what they're doing, don't mm-hmm. they? Mm. Yeah, just really fancy trattoria. Like, yeah, as you say, you feel comfortable and relaxed that everything is is in ship shape order there. Um, what did I order? The, the ravioli del plin, those little beautiful um, pockets of, of ravioli in a little broth um, was a standout. Or, or like a gravy almost, uh, the sauce, like mm. a reduced sort of gravy. But the the handiwork in the pasta there is, is really incredible. Like the handmade pasta is, is perfection. Yeah, well, McKay Wilde, the chef there, he's got... Um, experience in some of the world's best restaurants i think he was over in copenhagen wasn't he at geranium mm. yeah and what a name mckay wilday yeah mm. sounds like a superhero and speaking of world's best restaurants we have two chef partners with michelin star credentials who went down to gippsland and have opened messmates in warrigal now that's a really interesting one it feels like it kind of continues this trend of chefs who are either you know going back to where they grew up as is the case with these chefs. So it's kind of in the vein of, of a place like um, Chauncey Bistro in Heathcote or um, Sardine in Painesville, where chefs have kind of left the big city and gone, let's go and do something more relaxed. And what was your take on it, Audrey? I keep thinking of it almost like a destination di- diner for like the next gen or something. It feels like something really new for a place like Warrigal, you know, maybe catering to a bit of a younger crowd. Like that sort of like the north central Victoria, whatever, has had lots of kind of beautiful destination Mm -hmm. diners. But um, I guess we haven't seen that many in Gippsland, but there's so much great produce down there. And I'm just super excited to get here. Um, it's, It's on my bingo card for 2024, for sure. Yeah. And they're really working with that produce. It's kind of um, in the same way that Alejandro Saravia's Farmer's Daughters is a real homage to Gippsland. They're kind of it's an homage to Gippsland because they're right there and they've got all that produce on their doorstep that they can just work with. And some of the dairy producers and stuff that we talk about in the in the story of, you know, delivering this fresh dairy that's, you know, come straight from the farm. It sounds amazing. Mm. And they both um, staged at Blue Hill at Stone Barns, which is the Dan Barber restaurant. People might know him from Netflix. Um, and they're really focused on produce and seasonal cooking and he invented a new garlic and onion this year so i think like he invented a new garlic he, yeah. did. And he, breeds he them. did yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so i think just them having that experience they talked about it a lot um in the interview and 
I'm super excited to see what they can do with local produce here rather than upstate New York. Yeah. Another man who has amazing experience is um, Korean-born chef Han Sol Lee, who worked at Kenzan for a really long time, I think well over a decade, and has now opened Matsu in um, Footscray. Can you get in? Can anyone get in? How many seats are there? <laughs> there are four seats. There, four. Are, there are two sittings per night, so, you know, eight people a day, but it's a tough, that's maybe one of the toughest tables. It's got to be the, the one of the toughest tables to get. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I actually, I remember I was the one who who was kind of in charge of producing this story mm-hmm. with um, the writer and photographer Harvard Wang, and I actually gasped when the photos came back of, like, this incredible lobster with... Um, dry ice billowing off it and like all this perfectly cut sushi it just mm. looks astonishing heaven we gotta go to kind of name check a few others there's been quite a few restaurants like that this year haven't there of doing this omakase style so aoitsuki in south yara what were some of the other ones I actually went to one last night, at as it happens, um, which is the one at Yugen, the omakase at Yugen, but not the super expensive fancy one. They have another offshoot, um, which is in the tea bar, which is kind of more experimental, very sushi focused, but yes, maybe 10 seats at, at the classic tea bar um, and this beautiful procession of delicious little bites and treats and, you know, frozen dry ice and bits and bobs. The dessert was actually my favorite. Oh my gosh. I know, that never happens. It was like a (laughs) mochi and sorbet with like Mm -hmm. a cookie. Amazing. (laughs) And then we also had, um, let's not forget Umi No No in Paran. They were the kind of some of the stars of lockdown with those gorgeous sushi boxes that they did during lockdown. And yeah, they've now opened a, a restaurant as well with a very small number of seats too. I think it's about 12 or 14 or around there. Let's keep talking about Japanese food. Yes. Mensho ramen. I actually know very little about this one, so I'm going to let you guys take the lead. You haven't seen the queues, like literally around the block? That wrap around the McDonald's up the street. Um, Mensho ramen, it kind of took off on this Chinese social media app, so there was like constantly queues outside, and it's a chain from Tokyo. They have a few locations in the States as well and some other countries in Asia. They are also very small. I think 28 seats about that. And they only have six different types of ramen. They also make all their noodles in-house. Michelin star sort of cred there as well. Yes. um, I believe one of the US locations is in the Michelin Guide. So, you know, some serious ramen cred. Top shelf ramen. Top shelf ramen. They. I'm really excited to go back because I went earlier in the year when they had opened. And one of the big things that they're going to do is change the noodle thickness based on the season so thicker noodles in winter when you want something a bit heartier mm. thinner noodles in the summer um yeah they also have matcha ramen which they didn't have the night i was there so i need to try that and yeah. so what style of ramen do they do there it's quite like super contemporary there's a lot of like black garlic not perhaps your classic you know tonkotsu or whatever but it's um quite devastatingly delicious nick <laughs> devastatingly delicious. <laughs> i was like yeah, i love that <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk more about small venues. Mm. So, as you said, Michael, it's almost like this year we've had these really big grand openings, you know, like Ren and LaRue, but then the counterpoints. Another one is Toddy Shop um, in Fitzroy, which is by Misha Trop, who is an Indian chef of some renown. He's kind of cooked around, done a lot of pop-ups, and kind of finally landed in the old Mono XO space. Audrey, you know all about it. Mission Shop is doing Kralan-style cooking. So the food you get there is very home-style and comfort food. There's a whole menu of vegetarian staples, so they're always on offer. And then it's kind of cool. They have this 
light box and it has all the different meat protein specials that they can have throughout the week and then a blank one for kind of like a miscellaneous dish and they just mark the price on it if they have that that evening so when I went they had rabbit as a special and they had prawns um but you can see like beef some nights pork other nights so it's really just um you don't know exactly what's going to be on the menu and I just thought that was a really fun way of doing a specials board yeah yeah so what's the style is it spicy curry or and and roti and things it's like on those segmented um tali plates right yes so i would say kind of mild curries like they weren't super spicy or anything i don't know if it reminded me of when i go to my good friend's house and she always has dal just kind of there in the pot ready for you and like that's a good friend yeah that's a good friend to have and like super good like stewed cabbage and things just like home homey comforting food and not what i'm used to seeing in indian restaurants in melbourne feels like we're kind of on the cusp of something really exciting with places like intervia laundry and Mm -hmm. i guess forerunners like horn please and that but yeah still so much to do actually gitika on our team was telling me that carlton is becoming a bit of an indian restaurant hotspot so Hmm. yeah i gotta we gotta spend some more time there maybe like the thai boom in burke street yeah yeah. next chapter for lygon street Mm -hmm. speaking of the thai boom Nora Thai. Mm-hmm. Audrey, you've eaten there as well. Tell us what that's all about. I am obsessed with Nora Thai. So these two friends have opened up this restaurant and they're specializing in Southern Thai food. So it's really, really spicy, dry curries. Well, I find them very spicy. I took my friend who cannot handle spice at all and they made it without chili for her. They did kind of laugh at us very lovingly, um, but you can get milder things there. And it's only 20 seats. It's usually pretty packed. And I just love it and I adore it. And they're actually going to open a spot in the city next year. So they've outgrown the space. So it's quite a casual sort of place. Just Super dropping. casual, yeah. It seems the restaurants are really playing hard to get this year. <laughs> I know. <laughs> a couple of seats, you got to know about them, line up, no bookings. We, so lo- we love it though. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, our last but not least today is Yakimoz in mm. Brunswick East, which was another Audrey find. Um, and you really love that one too. It's a father and son it is. I don't know if I can take credit for it. I think I have to shout out Tom Serafian for introducing me to the He Yakimos. posted about it on in- Instagram, right? Tom's, posted- a, Tom's a great little like food finder. Don't give I think. away our secrets. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's a father-son duo. So they, the father actually has a restaurant across the street, which is a Turkish restaurant, very traditional Turkish food. And it's Halakanas. Halakanas, yes. Yeah. And he and his son OJ have opened up Yakimoz, which is kind of diagonally opposite, and they do Mediterranean cooking. Um, OJ's very firm on it being Mediterranean and not strictly Turkish, but it's kind of just riffs on the classics. They have pita that they make in this beautiful wood-fired oven that you can kind of see from any angle of the restaurant, and they're these Turkish flatbreads that are kind of in a boat shape and topped with minced meats, cheeses, all sorts of different things. And it's just, that's another great casual spot where you can just kind of sit and hang out all night. Yeah. And eat like way too much food, like keep ordering. Yeah, keep I think, ordering. yeah, you go for the pide and then there's a whole bunch of other stuff that's cooked for in sure. that wood-fired oven, like, um, like roast meats and veg mm-hmm. and everything is licked by flames and totally delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even the desserts are licked by flames. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have a um, candied pumpkin and a rice pudding that they finish off in the wood bite oven, so it's pretty special. That's all we've got time for today. Thanks for coming in, guys. Thanks, Nick. Thanks. Listener.